Is it just me, or do you guys ever just go on your Facebook and look at photos from, like, 2009? Yes. Well, like, I, wait, I'm trying to think when I even got Facebook. I don't remember. I think I got Facebook when I was in... It was 2011. Damn. But the bad pictures started coming in 26... 2014. Yeah. 2013 is when people started tagging, you know? Yeah. Really? I had Facebook since 2009. I actually remember my first profile picture. It was of my dog. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Did it have your face in it? Thankfully, no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> We didn't need that back in the day. We do now. But know? wait, so what did you find, though? So you were going through photos. What did I find? I found frizzy hair, acne, braces, um, really bad makeup. Like, I remember in 2013, I was, what, in grade nine? And I literally wore green eyeliner thinking that was a cute look. And you also <laughs> had... <laughs> Which is not a cute look. Don't do it. And you also had, like, different hair colored, too, eh? No, um, that was more, like grade 10 onward i mean not gonna lie grade 10 my hair was popping mm-hmm. grade 11 that was a whole different story grade 12 that was a mullet disaster i literally looked like i belonged you in the had 80s. a mullet not intentionally oh. that's what happens when you bleach your own hair and it starts breaking off and you're like okay now i gotta kind of shape this so i would literally take my mom's shears and start cutting my own hair wow. and next thing you know i literally look like i belong on stranger things because oh my goodness your girl's outdated wow i mean at least you went through all of that you know Isn't it so crazy, though, how over time, like, we really do change our look and our bodies, like, how they morph into what it is today? Yeah. Like, it's it's actually insane. Do you guys think you went through a glow up, glow down, stay the same? (laughs) Glow down. Oh, shit. You know. (laughs) Glow downs are possible. They have Yeah, they do. I feel like in grade nine, I was definitely looking a little bit gnarly. And then in grade 10, 11, I had a glow up. Grade 12, I had a huge glow down. And then university, it's kind of been uphill from there. And now I'm kind of just baseline. I yeah. Don't know if that even makes sense. But yeah. yeah. I could feel that. Like my preteens, I looked like a boy. Like it was horrible for me. I was literally the size of a twig. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, and then after I got my period, like I thought automatically, like, yes, I'm going to get boobs. That didn't happen for me. Um, that's such a scam. It's such a scam. You think as soon as you, like your period comes or something that, oh, I'm a woman now, like all of, I'm going to get hips and all of this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no, not really. Not yet. For me anyways, you know? Facts. But let me tell you, okay, in grade nine, I weighed 40 more pounds than I weigh now. And I had double D's and that was not fun. It's a lie. Okay. You don't want to have big titties because number one, you can't wear what you want. Your back literally starts to hurt. People think that you're way older than you actually are. Yeah. It's just awkward. Thank you for that. You make me feel better. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you know, all titties matter. All itty bitty titty committee. Itty bitty titty committee. Be- I like that. Bars. That's literally. <laughs> what should I say? <laughs> I got that from Kendall Jenner. She oh, wore wow. on a t-shirt one time, but um. True. I digress. Um, but anyways. I I was just thinking about like back in the day. I think I accumulated style from everyone mm-hmm. and more so because like I was trying to fit into everyone's like fashion sense or yeah. like appealing to your peers you know you see them wear eyeliner oh I want to wear eyeliner mm-hmm. and you know obviously your male gaze like as bad as it as bad as it sounds we did dress up oh yeah for the man unfortunately the male species yeah all of our friends you know the guy friends they'll be like oh wouldn't it be cute if you shaved your hand or something oh my happened to me horrible really yeah that was 
that was a time I, I was sitting on the bus coming from school and this guy sat next to me he's like oh like if you shaved your arm hair that would be so great I was and at that time I was like oh shit you're yeah. right I'm so I would have been like why don't you demonstrate you're pretty hairy yourself well but okay if you think about back in the day if yeah. someone picked on an insecurity you would go home, take the razor, and do a patch test. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. is true. That totally. is true. That was literally me, too, especially since growing up. Like, I went to predominantly white schools, like, in my elementary and high school especially. So that really affected um, how I saw myself and the attention that I tried to bring to myself just to, in a sense, compete with, like, all the white girls at my school just to gain a little bit of attention from guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely a journey, like, through dying, not dying my hair, perming my hair. Damn. Just so it would be straight, um, you know, wearing certain clothes and, and that type of stuff, all just to try and appeal. I remember literally sneaking in grade eight and wearing eyeliner in the bathroom. My friend would do it for me just because all the other girls were wearing eyeliner. My mom wouldn't let me wear eyeliner. So when I got to school, I would put it on and then I'd wash it off before I get home. Wow. And like just all the little things that like when you really think about it retrospectively, like mm-hmm. that women and girls do just, you know, as we're growing up and whether most of the time honestly it's not even really for ourselves a lot of the time it's for other people that is very true and i think we grew up in the same household because <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would wear like eyeliner and like coal and stuff and like desperately try to wipe it off if i came home and my mom would be like oh like you're grown up now you're wearing eyeliner mm-hmm. who, who, who are you wearing it for are you shaving your legs now eh? i was What's like what are you next? gonna do literally my mom literally told me that if you wear mascara your eyelashes will fall out so I'm don't so wear dead. mascara even though i don't even think that's true debunked <laughs> that's not it is not, not the truth not she was just true. trying to oh my gosh that's crazy though but Okay, so like, we'll, we'll pretty much we know we're we're talking about womanhood and evolution in womanhood <laughs> and how we've evolved over time and matured over time. So like, when like, how have you seen your body change over the years? Like, what type of changes? Like, I think a huge one is periods and like, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out that world, diving into different um, female hygiene products, birth controls. Like, what is your experiences with with that type of stuff? So, like, how my body changed. Yes, yeah. Um, like, like your hormones. Like, oh, what have you I noticed see. about your hormone changes over, over the years? So, I got my period when I was, like, 12 and a half, turning 13. And up until that point, I was really skinny. I was flat-chested. I didn't have any curve to me. Uh, that was that. But then, I would say, like going towards grade eight grade nine i put on quite a bit of weight i don't know if that's because of my hormones or just my eating habits kind of changed but my boobs got really big like i had no boobs between grade six and seven and then grade eight bam they were just there so there's that um but then kind of fast forward to like grade 12 11 i would say my body type was average slim but i didn't really have hips but now at 22, I have hips, and I've never had that before, so I, I almost feel like I'm going into a second puberty. I still am on the fence about this. I I think second puberty is possible, though, because I feel like it's... Some people say, no, you know, it's just your hormonal changes. Well, that is puberty, right? right. Yeah. So, and, like, I've noticed the same thing, too. Like, recently, like, you know chest is getting fuller and I don't know if that's because you know you're growing older and your body's essentially getting ready for 
a pregnancy. Yeah, especially I think if you're sexually active too, like your hips widen and they say that yeah. you're preparing for a baby. That's why your body does that. So your body definitely does stuff um, as you age uh, through the different stages and experiences that you have. I have a quick question for you guys. So what if you stay as a virgin up until you're 25? Do you think that your body would not change the same had you lost your virginity and, you know, engaged in sex at like 18 onward? Hmm. Interesting. I I think it would still change. I think it would change too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Probably mm-hmm. at a slower progression, like a mm-hmm. slower upward progression, but I think it it still changes regardless. Yeah, mm-hmm. cuz your body still it, it it's saying, "Yo, I'm on a time crunch. Give oh, me that yeah. baby." Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Every like Every month, ready. bro, it's on that Babies. time crunch, you know? Honestly. It's like um I see periods as like um our body's way of saying F you, you know, no baby. Well, it, it's going to be a bloodbath tonight. Yeah. You know, it's oh, whoosh yeah. coming out and whoosh. Bloody Mary is knocking at your door yeah. saying, let me in. It's Satan's waterfall every freaking Satan's month. Waterfall. So what have you guys learned about periods? Let's, what feminine products work for you when it comes to periods? There's I, so many nowadays. That is true. I'm very conventional with the kind of products I use. I just stick to your typical tampons and pads. Usually for like the first few days of my period, I'll wear pads just because it's so heavy and tampons don't really do the trick. But like, for example, um, if I'm working a really particular job where I'm active all the time or I'm just active in general, then I kind of cater towards tampons more. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I personally, I've been through a lot of uh i mean like tragic (laughs) i've uh experimented with a couple different things i first started off using pads only um and then my first tampon experience um probably tmi but my friend actually helped me put it in for the first time so it that's actually more common than you would think that's true friendship girls help each other out in that sense but anyways yeah so then i was on to tampons for a couple years i recently switched to the diva cup which is um has been wonderful for me never going back and then um, actually yesterday I went online and I purchased um, period underwear. So I'm officially stopping pads and tampons and I'm only going to be using Diva Cups and then period underwear as a backup. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Really? Yeah. I think I'm, this is my reasoning. Okay. I just think it's better for the environment mm-hmm. overall. And like my Diva Cup is good enough for me and whatever leakage or maybe on the last day or two left when I may not need to wear my Diva Cup, I can just wear the underwear, which is pretty much equivalent to wearing a pad. Okay. Yeah. It's literally like the same thing. So it's like, hey, why not just help out the environment? Just wear the underwear and then wash it and then keep it pushing. Huh. I am so scared of you know in theory it sounds great Mm -hmm. and i congratulate you for taking that step towards that Mm -hmm. i just i feel like i'll be so conscious about it Mm -hmm. about it shifting and stuff just because like growing up i've had really really bad periods um why especially yeah i was gonna come to that that was get into that is the 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 the, the juice you know period juice (laughs) (laughs) um so I started my period pretty late um, when I was 13, and in my head, it was like, yeah, whatever, you know, late periods are fine. I was 13 too, though. Oh. Yeah. Damn. My mom was 11. Is that oh. actually considered late? Because I know people I have gotten their period at like 17. Yeah. Really? I think yeah. it depends on your athletics too. Like people, mm-hmm. women who are very athletic tend to get their periods later on. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. 
at that time I thought 13 you know what it's fine you know 13 is like your teen years are starting right um the first year was fine in the sense that I do acknowledge and now I know that you know periods take a long time to regularize like even now for us like our periods are like never the same oh yeah you know especially me (laughs) it comes and it goes Mm-hmm. But um, I was diagnosed with PCOS a year after, actually, because um, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome or polycystic ovarian disease. Um, depends on how it manifests. At that time, it was the syndrome because um, I got my ultrasounds done, um, a lot of blood tests and stuff. I wouldn't stop bleeding, and at that time, it w- it would have it would be like one maxi pad every hour. Hmm. So what is PCOS? Like, how do you define it? Yeah, so the thing with PCOS, though, right now, it is still being researched because there is no definitive cure other than diet change, birth control, hormonal replacement therapy, mm-hmm. all of that. So essentially, it is when there are these tiny follicles mm-hmm. that develop on your ovaries. And that can, it, it can be genetic Um, In my case, I think it's part genetic and part um, diet because um, after my period, I did have a time in my life where I was engaging in uh, a lot of fast food Mm -hmm. and that weight gain kind of like, you know, threw everything off balance, you know, the testosterone levels, insulin and everything. So that wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. And um, so these follicles essentially just wreak havoc on your body and you know yeah so So. because of picos you started taking birth control yes so um i was prescribed birth control right right from the get-go and let me tell you like there's not a single birth control that has been perfect for me until now like the birth control that i am on now and i have been on it for three years and knock on wood it's been great my skin's been great periods are regular i actually didn't gain weight on it Mm -hmm. um but oh boy like the first birth control was a disaster like i got back knee Mm -hmm. and my period wouldn't stop like it it still was there and i was like hey i'm on birth control now like what the hell i'm in grade nine starting off early um and it, it's not for um protection from you know un- unwanted pregnancies it was just to replace the hormone that my body wasn't making so there's a lot of different types of birth controls out there right like there's yeah. ones that are high in androgens or higher in estrogen so not high in androgen because in my case my body was producing more testosterone okay so for you you want low androgen we have to counteract the androgen by giving your body more progesterone ah. or estrogen. So there, yeah. So along with the different types of birth controls, would a hormonal IUD have worked for you or no? I have never um, looked into IUD because I don't think it's like yes, they do release hormones, but I don't think that's the course for me. Okay, okay. I see. Yeah. yeah, and there's two types of IUDs. One's the copper, so that it's that's not hormone based, and yes. then the other one is hormone based. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest with you, I'm terrified of IUDs. Yeah, same. I have heard so many horror stories with IUDs where people will just bleed nonstop for weeks at a time, yeah. or like taking an IUD out is apparently super painful too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I actually watched this um, documentary about medical devices and stuff, and this lady had. Um, an IUD stuck in her and they did a wrong surgery and after that her entire this might this might be a trigger warning for some people but her entire uterus came out what yeah I'm not kidding she was going to poo 
she's like, oh, there's something heavy down there, and like it feels like dark blue. <gasps> that was her uterus. It prolapsed what? in her body. Oh my so god. So that's you know whoever it works for it works for. I'm not like I'm personally never gonna do, get an IUD. Mm-hmm. Personal opinion, but you know it works wonders for people yeah i think that's a general statement too that could be applied to all birth controls for sure Mm -hmm. like birth control works for you for me personally i can't ever see myself going on birth control me neither yeah Yeah. neither with anna yeah yeah but i think that just shows you that depending on your body type and what you want like birth control even for parents like older generations i feel like as soon as they hear that a girl's on birth control oh you're having sex you're trying to not get pregnant when that's not really the case for Mm -hmm. all situations Apparently, women who are um, going into menopause will do hormonal therapy, which is usually just birth control. So yeah. you technically can't get pregnant at that point, but you know you still want to balance out those hormones. So it's essentially, in my um, view of birth control, at least in my case, it's supplementing something that my um, pituitary isn't making essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much you try, you know, obviously I've done a lot of diet changes. Like I'm more wary of what I'm putting in my body you know I'm trying to work out and stuff like that I did gain a lot of weight back in the day which I'm still trying to like you know regularize and get it to a stable point but even after that it's kind of like if my body isn't making it how am I going to get it Mm -hmm. same as supplements like if you're low in iron you're Mm going to go out and get an iron supplement exactly so yeah and just kind of going back to periods I really want to touch on mood swings and how you guys deal with you know, those major shifts, because personally, I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with this, but I have something called PMDD, which is pre-menstrual dysphoric disorder. Um, And essentially, it's basically when women get PMS, but PMS on steroids, your body is so sensitive to the shifts and changes that occur two to one week before your period starting. Mm -hmm. Um, And it could just lead to like a lot of crazy episodes <laughs> what are some of like the symptoms that you recognize so the main one i would have to say is you really feel as though for like a week you feel extremely depressed mm-hmm. and not depressed in the sense that you feel really sad and are necessarily crying all the time but you feel very fatigued and not just physically, but like also mentally. I'll wake up and have this heaviness in my head and I just know, okay, my period's coming. Um, I find that I get very irritable, which I know is common for like normal uh, PMS that people with PMDD, I mean, people that don't have uh, PMDD may also uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wait, what was your original question? <laughs> Like, how do you deal with mood swings? Um, How do you identify them? I think it's important to know your body and Mm -hmm. to know what works for your body and what doesn't. So if I notice that I'm, like, more moody, I mean, I don't really know what to do about it. I just kind of deal with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like, I may be more reserved and, like, stick to myself more often because I don't want to, like, you know, get aggravated by other people or aggravate other people. Mm -hmm. Um... But I noticed that for me, um, like doing exercise is actually works for me when it comes to um, like that type of stuff with periods. Like it actually really does help my body when I actually move and drink water and actually eating healthier for me is more beneficial than not eating healthier when it comes to managing like cramps and all that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, there was a myth um, 
it's not really a myth, but people would say, oh, don't work out too much when you're on your period. You know, it's just going to get you more fatigued and more blood flow. I personally think like if you can and if you're not having a lot of cramps and like, you know, blood flow, I think that kind of like just resets and helps your body. It does help. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true because last summer I was working as a tree planter and I'm telling you, we burn like 2,000 to 4,000 calories a day. We're on our feet for 12 hours a day and it doesn't even matter if you're on your period or not. Like you're still going to have to work at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I found that by the end of the season, like when I came back uh, home, my periods didn't even hurt that much. I felt like my symptoms in general kind of eased out. So yeah, I think that if you can incorporate exercise, by all means. I kind of have a question for the both of you, though. Sure. Speaking of, like, working on your period, like, yes, it can help um, physical activity. Do you think that employers should have um, designated period days for people who actually can't move out of their bed? And because I know in my experience, uh, I heard from my mom and this one time she went to work and she fainted because, you know, she was bleeding and she was very... She wasn't feeling good. So what do you guys think about? Absolutely. Especially if your boss or manager is a dude who's never had a period before. Like, I literally went through this problem when I was away planting. And I mean, at the end of the day, I kind of just toughened it out and dealt with it. But I do feel, especially if you're someone who has severe cramps, like you're fainting and you just literally can't get up, Mm -hmm. they should definitely be more educated on the matter. I think that it could that could possibly do more harm than good in some situations because then if you're working in a company that may be more male dominant, mm-hmm. they may not want to hire women mm-hmm. if they're like, oh shoot, now we're going to have to be giving all these period days to women that we're hiring. So I feel like it should be phrased in the sense of a personal day where like at every single workplace, regardless of if you're male or female, but you know, obviously this would apply to female in this situation, that if you need to take a personal day, that so happens to be because of your period, you shouldn't have to be like, I'm doing it because of my period, just be like, I'm taking a personal day. That's what I think personally. I agree because I think that if you're having a really bad period day, it should be equivalent to a sick day. Exactly. Like you're debilitated, you know, mm-hmm. you can't get out of bed, you can't function. It's kind of the same as employers giving out, like, mental health days without yes, us asking yeah. for it. Exactly. You know, exactly. I think that's so beneficial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sure. you can use it if you are getting debilitating debilitating cramps and you can't get out of bed. You shouldn't be explaining why. Yeah. Because that's your own personal business. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing that really irks me is the fact that especially some male managers will just assume that you're making up excuses or you're trying to use your period to your advantage. But no, until you've got a period yourself, please sit down. Yeah. No. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's the misogyny for me. Facts. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. But okay, so, so different types of things that you guys have learned about your body. What about acne? Like period acne, just acne in general, (laughs) and even hair, like all of these changes and things that we go through in our body, what have you guys found that works for you? Mm. I mean, I'm going to be honest. You got routines going on? Like what? Oh, we have started the skincare in this house. You know, we're on it, you know. Um, From my personal experience, I was put on a lot of anti-acne medication, like um, ointments, not like Accutane, but... um, I think it did fine in the long run, but at that time, you know, there's a lot that your skin's going through and you keep putting it, putting on all these things that can either irritate it, strip it, you know, dry it. Same with hair fall, because like with Picos, there's like this gray area where you can go through um, androgen alopecia, right? 
Yes, however, you can have PCOS without necessarily being genetically predisposed to AGA. Right, the, right. There has to be that two-factor thing in order for it to actually occur. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. for me, I didn't have hair loss, but I everything was directed towards like back acne, you know, chest mm-hmm. acne, face. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I'm actually glad that skincare is becoming a big thing because I'm not saying don't go to dermatologists. I think obviously if you need to go, you mm-hmm. go. They're the holy grail for information. But nowadays, there's so much out there, mm-hmm. like for skincare, you know, like good companies like The Ordinary, The Inky List. Like I've been researching a lot about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think information's out there. Yeah, in terms of my own skincare routine, I'm still kind of figuring it out, but I have incorporated retinol. Um, but you know, I really took sunscreen for granted. And I oh. noticed that everyone in this household has been incorporating that. And You need to. Yeah, yeah. I'm 22. My skin, fortunately, still looks really good. But I don't want to have premature aging. You know, I unfortunately, I also vaped, which is not good. <laughs> <laughs> so I can imagine how that can kind of, you know, speed the aging process up. But definitely going to be incorporating sunscreen into my routine. Yeah. Because the thing is, if you're using retinol but not using sunscreen... It's not going to do anything. Exactly. It's counterintuitive. It's a combination of so many different things together. And it also, I think, what you put on the inside will also be reflected on the outside along yes. with the things that you're using on the outside. So it's literally just so many different things that you need to kind of figure out through trial and error. Like I've gone through so many different types of skincare products over the years, even hair care products to figure out what works for me and my you know, hair and skin. And um, I actually, throughout my university career, have been on two different types of acne medication. One was not Accutane, um, and then the second round that I was on, it was Accutane. So, like, my skin kind of was solved in that sense, but I still get breakouts around period um, periods and stuff like that mm-hmm. now. But, um, yeah, the ordinary is great. Glycolic acid has been fan- mm-hmm. It's like my new best friend. We, it's we the holy grail. Holy grail. I recently discovered Olaplex for my hair, too. I'm trying to, you know, fix up a little bit of that damage that we did over the years uh, (laughs) from dyeing my hair a couple different colors, especially during quarantine, you know, we kind of, you know, but... (laughs) Yeah, because I absolutely love the Olaplex for you because I think it's an important thing that people neglect. You know, hair is still skin. It's scalp. Oh, scalp treatments, bro? I just did an oil treatment last night. Please take care of your scalp. If you don't have a healthy scalp, how in the world are you going to grow healthy hair? Exactly. Or healthy skin too. It does affect your overall skincare. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And please, 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 you know, pick up your shampoo bottle, look at the ingredients, Mm -hmm. do your research because at the end of the day, you don't want to be blindly putting stuff on your head. And in a way, it's good because nowadays there's a lot of information, like I was saying, with... um, uh, shampoos that have SLS, parabens, uh, fragrance is mm-hmm. one another thing yeah. that people don't talk about. Like something, if it smells good, it doesn't mean that it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And just because a certain thing might be natural yes doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for you or healthy for your skin that's so important people think that oh or and and another thing okay witch hazel can we please debunk that whole thing yes actually witch hazel can actually um destroy your skin barrier wow yeah people have been putting that shit on every single day as a toner yeah yeah no (laughs) 
You know what it reminds me of? <laughs> How back in the day, like the Renaissance period, women would literally put on lead on their face to make their skin, quote unquote, be better. Isn't it just so crazy? All the things that we go through, though, still to cater to the male species. Facts. Facts. If the male species were to be non-existent on this planet, do you think we would care so much about shaving, making sure our hair and skin looks fantastic the way it does? I think you should do it for yourself regardless, for sure. But like, I still think that a part of it comes from like, at the end of the day, when you go out into public, when you go out to clubs and bars and shit, in a sense, you're competing with the other women. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you still want to present yourself in a way that will like appeal to the male eye. Yeah. You know? It's, you know, in biology, there's this whole thing about like um, showing your assets in the sense that you have to show if you're mature mm-hmm. and capable of carrying a child. Yes. That's pretty much what we're doing if yep. you think about it. I'm just curious though. Because that's definitely an issue straight girls go through. But how do you think it is for, like, lesbian girls? Do you think they also feel like they need to maintain a certain look because they're competing with other women? Or Here's the thing. I I can't speak on behalf of the LGBTQ community. Right. But I do notice that, obviously, um, say, for example, lesbians who are either butch, like, they want to be more masculine, Mm -hmm. and the other um, aspect of being lesbian is like they're more feminine Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing like you're kind of competing in that pool Mm -hmm. of oh i need to look this certain type of way i need to look butch and you know instinctual yeah Yeah. it is it really is because it's kind of like showing how you can dominate or lead Mm -hmm. in a social group yeah and guys do it too and even in the wild you know you'll see animals fighting yeah and stuff to show wild men (laughs) yeah and like competing with each other peacock males they flaunt their feathers yeah whichever ones are the brightest that's the one that the male the females choose to make so it's it's literally within our just beings in general you can know? i just say something i recently read up on fish and apparently if a female fish notices that her male partner has lost a fight she loses interest oh Crazy. yeah birds and all that animals mm-hmm. different but you know i was just thinking it's so crazy that males display um these signs of opulence and essentially like you know big feathers and stuff and females are like oh yeah i'm gonna I'm choose you mm-hmm. it's so different for humans if yeah. you really think about it you know some yeah. guys don't take care of themselves they use seven in one bro <laughs> seven in one true <laughs> like shampoo conditioner face wash body wash i don't no, even no, 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 no. yeah that ain't it that ain't it wow no. it's really not it or another thing they have a full-on beer belly but they're out here saying oh i want my woman to look like this she can't Ugh. be over 120 pounds yada yada that's a whole other story that's and like also like relatives because we all come from a background where you know we're people of color and with people of color relatives think they can say whatever and get away with it yeah. facts you know uncles and aunties be pulling up be like mm, you kind of look fat today yeah. literally oh my god don't get me started with one of my uncles this man will always pick on my nose pick on my nose <laughs> but no facts like he'd be like bro you well he wouldn't say bro but he'd literally call me pinocchio or tell me or, or at least That's hint horrible. at it That's... yeah and you wonder why like women have issues with their bodies right you know what i love my nose i'm happy the way i look i don't need a cute little button nose to feel beautiful uncle you can shove it yeah (laughs) yeah i think overall like just taking care of your body figuring out what works for you and doing it for you at the end of the day because you know you you only get one body at the end of the day you know so like you gotta take care of it and 
find out uh, what it is that you like and accentuate the aspects of it that, you know, you want to accentuate and whatnot, you know? Like John Mayer once said, your body is a wonderland. Yes. I love that. It's a song about sex, but we'll just take that, you take know. Take that. Take that and run with it. Exactly. Please, you know? But the female body overall, is it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know? There's a lot going on, and I think it's all about tuning in. Yeah. You know? Honestly, recognizing sure. things like, um, just want to throw it out there, cutting out, di- uh, cutting out dairy mm-hmm. helped me so much. Oh, yeah. Like, milk products, and obviously I still eat cheese, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like, just milk and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, you know? do your research, experiment, uh, figure out what you got to figure out to uh, yeah. have the best outcome and live a healthy, happy lifestyle and, yeah. you know. Stay educated. Yeah. Stay educated. Don't but. listen to people when they just have to say things, but they don't follow it in the sense that. Exactly. Do what's good for you. Practice right. what you preach. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't have to conform to uh, beauty norms. Be yourself. Find mm-hmm. your own beauty, you know? Amen to that, sister. And you're going to be ugly at one point in your life. It's fine. It might go away. It might not. Just roll with it. Exactly. You own it. Beauty is the, the ugly. eye of the beholder. Absolutely. But yeah, so that's pretty much it, you know. That was a good kiki. That was a good talk. Yeah, it was. Great Hopefully conversation. y'all enjoyed and um, can relate. If you're a male watching this, uh, I watch hope, out. I hope Stay you learned something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah. So we shall catch y'all in our next episode. And. Um, Stay womanly. Stay womanly. I love that. That was great. Okay. Bye. Bye.